serve it up to the whiskey run dry you take your sugar and take your sweets and welcome everybody to Lunacy Podcast. My name is Tony. I'm here with Dave and David. Dave Stevens, David Sterling. I'm Tony Perbonanzi. It is Sunday, guys. Day after the Loons match against Columbus in the League's Cup. Of course, we're going to talk about that. Um, kind of a, well, around here it's been a dreary day. Um, down in Florida, I'm sure, David, it's been nice and sunny, right? It's been, today it was... Uh... 112 heat index. So. Holy shit. Yeah. Good God, man. And, but uh, yeah, sunny. Very sunny. Yeah. yeah. Now, David, I, you weren't on the podcast last week, so I couldn't bring this up last week. Uh, I heard now there's an outbreak of leprosy in central, <laughs> yeah, uh, right. central Florida. Oh, goodness. And yeah. uh, so that's happening. It's just yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're just moving on through the plagues. Well, actually, I guess malaria yeah. wasn't a plague, but um mm-hmm. Yeah, we, you know, we had malaria earlier this year. That mm-hmm. seems to have faded, and yeah, now we've got leprosy. Yeah, yeah. crazy. Uh, well, you I, don't have the you don't have the bitter cold, and you don't have the snow. So, I mean, hey, at least you got right, that. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, I just saw that on news. I'm like, leprosy. I thought we don't have that anymore. I don't get it, but I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Apparently, we actually have it quite a bit. Yeah, but it's um. Yeah. It's just not something anyone talks about because it's not that big. But we've had an outbreak. Yes, it's an outbreak. Yes, it, yes. It's not something so, we talk about here in Minnesota. I, I can assure you no. that it doesn't no. come up often, at least. So. Mm. I mean, I've been here for two years, and I have up until just last week, two weeks ago, whatever I was, I had never heard the word leprosy spoken mm. by anyone in Florida. So mm. I have no idea. But yeah. Crazy. Just yeah. something else to watch out for down there. Chimney Christmas. Yep. Um, so we had, of course, in the podcast last week, talked about how we had a barbecue on Friday. Uh, everybody came up. Dave came up. Connor and his family came up. It was good to see Connor. And uh, we had a good time and uh, drank a bunch of beer and ate a lot of food. Yep, your so, wife is uh, your wife is a true grill, grill master. Always is. That's always always enjoyable. Yeah, I think that we were talking about it Friday night. It was uh, surprising that that was really officially the first big barbecue of the year. So to wait till August was. to do that, uh, but yeah, better late than never. That's for sure. So it was. Yeah, I know. I you know usually we try to have at least two or three a year, but this year it's been crazy. It's been so much stuff going on. Uh, speaking of stuff going on, they the girls. And uh, my mother-in-law, sister-in-law, her daughter, a bunch of other people went to Roxy's Cabaret today for their uh, drag brunch. And uh, I guess they had a fantastic time and it was really fun. And I kind of wish I would have gone, to tell you the truth, because from all the pictures and what they were talking about afterwards, it seems like it was really great. Were you invited? I was not because this was a girl. This is a girl's thing. Even when there were two tickets available. It was still a girl's thing. I was like, what the fuck? Really? Come on. Oh, it's it's not like our Saturday afternoon lunches. This was a girl's mm-hmm. outing. No. Roxy's. Where's Roxy's? I don't I don't can't say that I've heard it's of it. Right off of uh Nicolet Mall. Mm. Right down the street from uh I'm trying to think what there's a restaurant right there too. I don't know what name it is. But yeah, it's right down the street from where um where uh what do you call it? The uh soccer places. Uh 
where they do the soccer game. They got the uh, good lord, I'm blanking on the damn Brits pub. Brits pub, yes, yes, okay, yes, yes. Okay, okay, right on the street from that. So, yeah, so yes, we didn't have uh, lunch yesterday, Dave, because nobody wanted to go because they were so busy this weekend with barbecues and then going to a drag brunch. I suppose, uh, that's but understandable. you, but Dave, you did go to the twins game last night, right? I did. Yeah. So maybe, maybe it was for the best that we didn't uh, have a big lunch out on Saturday mm-hmm. before that, but yeah, cause yeah, I ended up going down to the twins game and it was, so I, it was a six o'clock game and got down there a little early um, because uh, it was Joe Maurer's uh, induction into the twins hall of fame uh, ceremony mm-hmm. that they put on a uh, pregame. So, you know, I was, it, it, it was almost, it was so reminiscent and it was, I'm just, it was so enjoyable almost brought me to tears, not literally, but uh, it was quite emotional to watch because it's, you know, twins fans of our age, you know, we grew up, we watched his entire career play out. Tony, you and I made a trip down to the quad cities, Davenport, Iowa to uh, catch his, catch one of his single a games. I believe that would have been Mm -hmm. back in like 2002. Two of them. them, Yeah. So, I mean, so we were there from literally from the start through his first Mm -hmm. games with with the twins, uh, and then just watching his entire career play out full circle all the way. Here we are number retired now in the twins hall of fame, not surprisingly, hopefully it'll be in the major leagues baseball's hall of fame here shortly, but we'll see about that. But yeah, it was a tremendous night. It was a beautiful night for a game to see that induction ceremony was wonderful. And then it was a rarity for the twins. The twins scored in almost every inning, I think all but two innings, they scored runs and ended up winning like 12 to one or something like that. So Great game, Fantastic. great night. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Yeah, I brought my parents, so it was good. Yeah, they had a great game last night. Of course, Morneau was there. Uh, seeing all those guys there, it was it was really weird to watch some of the highlights of it and uh, see Joe Mauer. And it's like, holy shit! I remember you as a little, well, not a little kid, but like as a kid, you know, mm-hmm. getting drafted by the Twins, going to the minor leagues, rising up, taking a AJ Presinski spot on the roster. And, uh, yeah, all the things that happened after that, it's crazy. Um, it just saddens me, of course, with Joe Maurer, it saddens me the fact that he got a concussion and mm-hmm. then had some problems and couldn't be behind the plate anymore and kind of lost some of his bat speed and ended his career. But uh, he should go to the Hall of Fame, the Major yeah. League Hall of well, Fame here next year. I mean, year. he's in multiple battle, batting titles from, a catch, from, the, from the catching position before he transitioned to first. He won an ALM, AL MVP, over 2,000 mm-hmm. hits. And, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah – you can definitely make a case. Yes, we're homers. Yes, obviously we know how we feel about it, but I it, certainly there's a strong case to be made. We'll see what happens. So. Yeah. Then uh, when did hey David? When are the uh, Milwaukee Brewers going to retire Ryan Braun's number? Um, I'd imagine that'll happen in the next couple of years. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much, I, th- I figured that Ryan Braun would be the next Milwaukee Brewer to get his number retired. He seems like he's. Next to the list, I can't think of anybody else that would be like kind of Joe Maurish for the Milwaukee Brewers in the past, I don't know, 20 years. Yeah. I mean, well, I, mean I, I suppose, I mean, I suppose there's a chance that Prince Fielder could, but mm-hmm. he, didn't, he didn't spend enough of things with them. No. I mean, Braun would be the logical one. He's spent his whole yeah. career and yeah. Yeah. obviously yeah. a huge impact. Yeah. But. It's mm-hmm. a rarity. I mean, I think you'll mate, you'll see it, but it's going to be few and far between. I mean, for for one for a player to spend his entire career with one team, it's just completely out of the norm. Yeah. Even for a even for a hometown player like Joe Maurer, it, it's still 
it's still so unusual, but it's just, and he mentioned that last night in the speech, you know, you can tell he's just so grateful that he had the opportunity to do that. So happy for him. I still thought that Torrey Hunter could have stayed around his whole career, but of course we didn't have have the money for him. So they let him go to California. He did come back, you know, for a year. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, he would have been the one I wanted to to see like his whole career as a Minnesota twin. Uh, But maybe we'll get another one with uh, Matt Walner, who of course is from Forest Lake. (laughs) Maybe he'll be here, a Minnesota Twin for life, and you know, maybe had a maybe. Uh, big walk-off home run to complete the sweep of the Diamondbacks today. That's right. So. That's right. So yeah, so you went to the game last night, uh, oh. David. Did you do anything this weekend? Anything fun? Beach time? Anything like that? Um, no, it's just too blasted hot. Um, didn't really, yeah, didn't really do anything. Uh, I got new tires and wheels on the Jeep yesterday, and. Ooh. Today I bought a workbench and put that together in the garage and had like eight beers and felt like I only had two because I just sweated it all off <laughs> the moment that I had new, new tires. How many how many miles did you have on on that Jeep of yours? Oh, 14,000. That's it and you needed new yeah. tires or you needed I mean I was I was upgrading them to Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you said new. You you said new wheels. Okay, so that's one. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Well, so you did. Yeah, I had no reason to get new tires. Okay, okay. So you did a lot of adulting this weekend. Is what you're saying? Yeah. Really, adult stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't very exciting. Um. Oh, your wife just came in. There she is. Yeah. There she goes. Uh, There she goes. I thought you wanted wanted to jump on the pod real quick and talk about the weekend. (laughs) She watched the game. Oh, there you go. There you go. Hey. Um, speaking of the game, guys, uh, let's talk about, well, we're going to talk about some moves that Loon's made, but let's talk about the beers we're drinking tonight because we are drinking. Um, Dave, how about you go first? What are you drinking tonight? Sure. I, I, uh, I am excited because this is, this is not the norm for me, but I actually have another new brewery for me. I can't speak for the podcast, the hundreds of beers that we've had. I know, uh, uh, Connor probably has been up here, but, uh. And we've all been by it, but I had a, I got a beer from the Moose Lake Brewing Company up uh, off of right. Well, it's right on Moose Lake. I've never been there, to be fair, but uh, I've driven, I suppose, by it as you're as you drive up 35 on your way to Duluth. Been by there many times, but yeah, excited to have a new beer. And I ended up going with their uh, their morning haze New England IPA. So hazy IPA. Been drinking a lot of these recently. Not this specific one, but that particular variety, hazy IPA. This one is really good and considering it's my first beer from moose lake brewing company i'm pretty impressed because uh it's they use citra chinook and cascade hops and then they do specifically mention and i think this is the case for most hazy ipas obviously but they add they add their hops either after the boil or during the fermentation process that leads to the decreased bitterness i think as as is the case for most hazies but it certainly is the case it's not bitter at all um and it comes in at 7.6% ABV. So it's a bit on the strong side, but you wouldn't really know it from drinking it. So I think, David, if you were sitting out in the hot the Florida heat, you might be able to put a few of these down and uh, you might know it with 7.6%. But yeah, I was going to say, as soon as I stand up, I might know it. <laughs> exactly. Better to, when you're doing that kind of outdoor activity, probably better to stick to a light, light beer, unlike this one. But yeah, considering it's 7.6, it's. Uh, really smooth so yeah just uh, happy to try a new brewery brewery and this doesn't disappoint i uh 
it, it would be one of those things if you were say driving up to Duluth specifically to check out a couple breweries up there, it might be worth stopping in Moose Lake. It's just off 35. It's right on the lake itself. So I bet just looking at some pictures of their brewery on their website looks pretty sweet. So yeah, yeah. just happy to get a new brewery, at least for me, even if the pod has already sweet. had it. Yeah, dude, I don't know if we have. I'm trying to think if we have, but maybe, maybe uh, not. Yeah, I don't know if we it have. It didn't it didn't sound familiar to me. It I think it was the first time that I had seen uh, Moose Lake Brewing Company beers available in a liquor store down here. So maybe we haven't. So right. well, awesome. Uh David, what do you got from the land of Florida tonight? Um as I mentioned, I've already had a lot of beer today. Um, mm. so I did not go with beer today or tonight, I should Ooh. say. Oh. Um I've done this before. I've not done this flavor, I don't think. So I did uh, Fort Myers Brewing. Um, they're hard seltzer. They have numerous flavors for hard seltzer. I think it, the first time that I had it on here, I made a comment about how down here seltzers are outrageously popular because not a lot of people want to be drinking a beer when it's 112 heat index. Um, sure. So I got the cherry limeade. Um, I don't think this was the one I had before. I think I think I did the mojito before. Um, so cherry limeade. Um, I mean, they're really good. They're, I mean, zero carbs, zero sugars, 90 calories. So no artificial sweeteners. Um, they do a very good job with their seltzers. Um, it's fantastic. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's funny that you you had a hard seltzer today because I I had I had nothing in my fridge. So I had to make a run to the liquor store to this today, this afternoon. And I wanted to get something different off the wall, whether it was a new brewery, like I got, which was great. But I, I actually kind of headed to the liquor store in my mind thinking, you know what, maybe I'll get a hard seltzer just to uh, go do go with something different. So I'm glad you did that then today, Dave. <laughs> oh yeah. And shout out to wearing your uh, Telluride brewing company hat. That's pretty cool. Of yes. course, it was a two, I think two weeks ago when I was out in Colorado, I, I had a beer from Telluride Brewing Company. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. I was planning on wearing it last week and then obviously I wasn't on. So yeah, brought it on this week. So guys, I was thinking now that now is marijuana legal in Florida, Dave, David? No, it's only medical. No, that's too bad. I was thinking now it's legal in Minnesota. We should start doing, instead of doing uh, beers, we should start doing uh, marijuana. <laughs> on the podcast oh boy i don't know how that would go (laughs) see how that goes i think i'd be sound i think i'd be sound asleep for the last half of the yeah i don't know if he'd be the best thing to do but uh yeah i thought about it but now i'm like yeah probably not shouldn't do that um you would think eventually somebody's got to make a beer right well, uh, yeah, you it. would think because like even right now, you know, I don't how long ago was it that they passed like the the low level THC like here in Minnesota yeah. and the liquor store I was at today. You, you can buy these THC drinks and they're pretty, I guess I, I'm i not an expert, but apparently they're pretty weak at like five milligrams. But apparently you can buy those. So I don't know. I guess, you know, I, I thought, OK, once they pass this law here in Minnesota, you might see stronger. But I don't think that's the case. And I don't know when that will be. It might be a while down the road. But. Yeah, yeah, a beer would be interesting if it was infused into a beer. I think these are just more like water seltzer based drinks, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, yeah, what they're... was it? Uh, was that four years ago now? Um, when we went to Madison and you had that CBD infused, C- CBD infused, yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, that beer, um, and that that was, yeah, that was in Madison. I don't know if you can do that in 
I don't think they have those in Minnesota that I'm aware of anyways. And like I said, I, I don't know that I even knew I was drinking it. I mean, CBD, CBD yeah. is not THC, but it's right. supposed to be relaxing. I think something like along yeah. those lines. And I suppose actually mixing um, THC and alcohol probably wouldn't be the best idea. I think, and that's probably why they don't do that. That's the bad idea. Bad idea. People do. I'm sure people do it all the time, but I think you know people have been doing that since 1950. Probably, yeah. So, uh, just so you guys know, they're exactly together. There'll be uh, no smoking marijuana at the state fair this year. No smoking marijuana at the state fair. Just so everybody's, just so everybody's, you know, can you smoke? Can you smoke at the state fair? Like cigarettes, they have. They have like certain areas you can smoke in, mm. but they're very like few and far between. It's not like back in the day when we used to go, where everybody could oh, yeah. smoke anywhere everybody to. Like, yeah, yeah, it was like, yeah. So, and speaking of the state fair, I sent you guys a list. I'm sure our listeners heard about it. There are 60, I think 64 new alcoholic drinks at the Minnesota State Fair this year. Not just beers, but also seltzers, wines, other types of drinks. I looked at the list and it's going to be tough me to drink all of them yes uh, yeah. but i'm gonna get through at least a couple of them uh a couple and, dozen i would say but we'll we'll put our i would hope it's own. more than a couple yeah. well yeah it's well it dep- i we'll guess put, it depends on if you're only going once this year tony it might maybe yeah we'll put the poll out on on uh twitter again how many beers is tony gonna have and i'm sure it'll be over a certain amount so yeah you can bet on that one um i for my beer tonight, guys, I'm actually going to talk about two beers because I'm I'm kind of it's cool this beer came out. I had it at the barbecue on Friday, um, and I'll drink it later. But it's Bet Paddle's Light Lager, um, and this bad boy uh, comes in at 4.1%, 115 calories, five grams of carbs. It tastes very very good. It's a light lager, but it's not like watered down any means. There's some flavor to it, which is good. Um, I had some of the uh, older people who are at the at the barbecue taste test it because they don't like crazy beers, and they said it was fantastic. So yeah, so I picked up a twelve pack of that. And I had a couple. Dave, I think you had one or two. I, I did. Um, yeah, it was a. I, you described it perfectly. Yeah, it's it's great that they're doing that because there is absolutely a market for for a light, a, a true light beer, light lager like that is, and yeah, it doesn't taste like your typical Coors Light, Miller Light, Bud Light. It it has a little you know, craft flavor to it, which is, was perfect. Yeah. So I'll be drinking that later, but right now what I'm drinking is, uh, from our friends at prize, uh, brewing. It is their main squeeze, lemon, lime, blonde ale. It's part of their small batch series. It comes in at 4.6%. Uh, it's a gold citrus ale, uh, packed with real lemon and lime. Uh, and it says this juice is worth the squeeze. It is very good. Very, you can taste lemon lime in it. It's fantastic. And uh, David, for you down on a hot day down there, this would be good for you because this tastes like kind of sprite, spriteish oh, type nice. of beer. So yeah, I mean, it it's good, good stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. And you can have a lot. It's only four point six percent, so you could pound a couple and still feel okay. All right. Well, I um, expect a four pack sent down to me next week. I'll get on that right now. Right now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, so anywho, guys, let's talk about the moves that happened this week with the loons because a bunch of moves happened. We're not going to talk about the GAM and the discovery rights shit because that's just way too complicated and really who cares? I mean, 
we might carry down the road. We might be talking another road, be like, why did we give that guy's discovery rights up? But we did what we did, whatever. Yeah. Um, well, it was, I mean, it's interesting that they can do that. They can, you know, that we were talking, it must be like kind of a waiver system where, you know, we had their rights, you know, we, we acquired his rights from, I believe it was Toronto or am I getting this backwards? But either way, yeah, they acquired the rights for 50, then sold them for a hundred. It that was pretty interesting. Yeah. Anyway. Money going in, money going out. Tam. Yeah, let's, let's Gam Tam. Starbucks. <laughs> so a uh, couple big stories this week uh for the loons. One uh was the return of our friend Jan Gregus, who came back to us. The sniper is back with the loons. And uh just in time, because at the same time we learned about Jan Gregus, we learned that Kelvin Ariaga is out for the rest of the year with a torn meniscus, I think, something of that nature. Yeah, it's a, um, it's a yeah. I mean, a lateral meniscus tear in his right knee. And that that one, yeah. you know, obviously that was uh, Robin Lude's. Now, I don't know if it was a lateral, but, you know, a lateral meniscus, but definitely Robin Lude was had a meniscus injury that that obviously is going to keep him out for the entire season. Ariaga's is going to keep him out through, I thought I heard January or February. Um, so it, it's a significant injury and it's it's yeah it's yeah. unfortunate to see because obviously you know say what you will about our yagas and his success this year but Kervin, you know had been playing more recently especially um and so yeah it's a tough tough to see key key you know let's call him you know he's a starter and has been at least the last few games him and loot it's been a tough tough year and this is not the first time and i this ha- he was playing in a lot in minnesota's last game so i'm assuming this happened in training it did unfortunately yeah, you see a lot of that, unfortunately. I don't know why. We, do. we feel feels like we're snake bitten, you know, every year, yeah. but especially this year. But which again, the Araga news makes sense then from the Jan Grigas news of picking him up because we need yep. another midfielder. So there you go, depth piece midfielder it's, guy who knows the team. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, yeah, and and they didn't they they spent. I mean, we were just talking about Gam just a minute ago. They only spent. 75,000 in gam and I think a second round super draft pick for next year 2024. Yes. So yeah. not not a huge, you know, price, but it's not like the other thing is I don't think that you know, this is not Jan Gregus from 2019. He was not seeing a lot of playing time with Nashville. I don't think he's going to come here and you're not going to he's not going to come here and start. Obviously, he can't play for the rest of the league's cup. He's not eligible, not on the roster. But come August, I think 20th when it's NYFC, I don't think you're going to see him in the starting lineup, I think he's going to be depth at this point. Well, you know, I would have generally thought that. However, I don't. Dotson has not looked good, um, even though he'll his name will come up in a positive light eventually. Um, but overall, his his midfield play has well, not been strong I, at all I this think, season. No. It hasn't. And I think he, it's going to be in a negative light as well. I think uh, maybe when well, that's first that's, we talk that's, about, but, that's a good point. Um, but anyway, yeah. yeah so, so I, I mean, I would generally agree with you, Dave. I think the Jan is meant to be a depth piece, but at the same time, considering how inconsistent Hassani Dotson can be, I, I, he may actually get more playing time than we think. Um, it's it's it'll be interesting to see. Uh, the problem is, and in fact, one of the main reasons why he left, probably, was the fact that he plays a very similar role to Will Trap and to mm. Hassani Dotson, and so now all of a sudden we don't have that, or for that matter, Rosales. Um, 
so now we don't have that defensive midfielder mm-hmm. that Curvin was. Um, so I think that's more of an interesting dynamic to this whole situate whole Ariaga situation. Is Ariaga was really the only true defensive midfielder we had. And now we brought in somebody who luckily has familiarity with everything about us. Um, but he's just more of the same for what we have left. Um, so, yeah, it, it was interesting. I think I, I, I'm so terrible at this. I think it was Dan, Dan J official. I could be wrong on Twitter on X, I should say could be wrong, but he made a, a, an interesting comment that it might be a bit of a wake up call for, for young Gray who's coming back. And, you know, in 2019, his uh, midfield midfield, pairing was with Ozzy Alonzo now it's it's going to be quite different so you know maybe uh, yeah. it might he might find it a little more difficult this this time around mm-hmm. we'll see might yeah be. um so yeah so Jan's back Ariaga's injured because I got injured during this cup we now were able to bring in Ethan Bristow onto the roster for the league's and, cup so, so now is, he's there and that and that is the reason, because I that that was kind of surprising to me when I saw that news, Tony. Because uh, I thought once you set your lineup, you know, because it had the lineup when they set it pr- prior to the tournament starting had a bunch of, you know, MNUFC two two players on it, and I, I thought you know set it and forget it kind of thing. But apparently they do have an injury uh, clause, and that must have been the case. But so nice to see him come on because he did yeah. he did come on in in the game mm-hmm. against Columbus on Friday night. So so he's on there, but the the. Weirdest news of the whole week was the Kamar Lawrence release from the team. Uh, mutual agreement, so they said. Uh, he's no longer a loon. It's been a weird year for him because he was, I think he was injured for a little bit. Then we had, he had the gold cup that he was in with Jamaica. And he was away from the team for a while. It was just like a weird situation with him. And all of a sudden we're like, oh, he's gone now. And it's kind of the same situation I think he had in with Toronto is where he came That's, from. I and I didn't read Gre- Greeter's piece, Tony. I mentioned that to you. I didn't get to read it. Um, but I just wonder, you know, because I, I think he Greeter talked about some of the details of that mutual agreement to to be to have, to have his contract released. And it's it is interesting because at the time when he joined Minnesota United, we were all kind of wondering, you know, wait, wait a minute, <laughs> what happened in Toronto? Why why were they willing? To, to let him go and you know it's because at the time it seemed like a great acquisition for minnesota and, and certainly he contributed to this team it was a, a, it was. a good yeah. you know good ad for this club but here we are 2023 and now it's kind of we're kind of dealing with the same thing well wait a minute why did he why are we letting him go so it is an interesting situation yeah we, so i had read um this was actually off yahoo um so i don't know where they pulled it from if it was pulled from oh never mind now that I look at it, it was pulled from Andy Greer um so <laughs> it it turns out that um I which I didn't know and as the article points out um he was overshadowed by Renosis um holdout he never even reported to preseason camp mm-hmm. um and it, it looks like there's that had been an issue um then he had um personal issues um, that he took time away because of his ailing mother uh, in April and then in June. Um, And then he had his hamstring injury in June. Um, And then, 
gosh, it looks like um, the front office was unaware that he was going to join Jamaica. And so that was a bit of a black eye. And so all this kind of came together, including the fact that he's getting paid nearly Mm. $600,000. The FO and him managed to it's it's cut ties. It sounds, so thank okay. you to Andy Greeter for having that article. Yeah. It sounds to me like it's like one of those situations where you work at a place and you just start like, you know, I got this coming up, I got this going on, I got this going on, I got this and this, and your employer's like, What the fuck? Can you just be here for a week and not have something going on? And I get it. If you're an ailing mother, that's you know, that do what you gotta do in that situation. But they get injured, and then the, the whole Gold Cup thing kind of throws me off a little bit because, like, how did they not know? Yeah, I, I, don't, gonna be I don't get that. Because, yeah. obviously, they have to release their rosters ahead of time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and it obviously, the, the nation teams don't have to ask permission. Um, mm-hmm. Clubs have to, have to grant mm-hmm. a player's absence. But I'm guessing that, I don't know. You know, I, I have a feeling that, like everything else with this team, um, there is probably some mismanagement. Because I, I'm with you, Tony. I don't understand how they could be caught off guard. I mean, seriously, how, did, how does that happen? I don't get well, unless, unless he originally said he wasn't going to play for them. And then they were like, okay, well, we're going to pencil you in as being here. And then he came back like before they could had to make a decision and said, well, I'm going to play for him now. Yeah, you I know, suppose. Unless a situation like that. It, to me, yeah. there seems like there was a lot of a non-communication from his side to the team about what was going on in his life and, and things. And I get it. Life comes up. But at what point you just cut bait and go, okay, we're just kind of done with the situation. And that's that, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so this is big moves this week, guys, with the team. So we got a little shuffling yeah. going on. And uh, now we get to the main course of this podcast, the game. Yeah, against and Columbus last night. Or it's good we two it's good we started. Two yeah, two nights ago. Yeah, was, you said last night, but yeah, of course, Friday yeah. night we watched it at your barbecue. A lot of it on my phone, which was fine, thanks to the season fast. But uh, yeah, it was yeah those moves that we just talked about obviously directly impacted this game because as we look at the when the starting lineup came out. Um, a bit of a change, especially on the left side, right? And I was surprised because did you guys know that DJ Taylor was would or was unavailable for this match? Um, I I didn't hear well, that coming into it. You know, so of course he gotten he gotten the kick to the head. Ah, uh, yeah, last match. That's right, and took so, stitches. Okay, took yeah. stitches. So I'm wondering yeah. if he's not still, you know, and. Maybe it's, I mean, granted, yeah. you know, there was some time before, you know, that last match was what on Sunday night. Yeah. So, I mean, I, who knows, maybe he needed the time just for those stitches to heal. And, you know, that could be part of it. Hopefully yeah. he wasn't concussed um, or something like that. But. Yeah. I, I know. Um, I saw the, I mean, what do we call these now? It's not a tweet. What do, what the, what the fuck do we call this? It's an the X post. What 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 is that? I I so I so caught a tweet. I think yeah, you could. Right. I, I think you could, and it because I think I was joking last week. I was like, yeah, I saw some people Xing on X, 
and that just yeah. doesn't work. And that doesn't work. It doesn't. Yeah. You, if Excellent. you want to be, if you want to be, I don't, I'll, I'll, I'm sure I'll still be guilty for years of saying Twitter and tweets, but mm-hmm. I think you could, if you really want to be good, you could, I think tweet, you definitely still use that. You know, hey, I was mm-hmm. on X and saw a tweet, but yeah. So in any case, the, the post or whatever the hell is, um, they did put out the training report mm-hmm. that I, as a horrible podcaster just chose to ignore. So I don't know if it said what DJ Taylor's ailment was on that training report or not, um, because I just didn't look at it. Uh, but I was, I guess I was surprised, um, even though I knew that he had to get stitches. Um, so who knows? Obviously we sound terrible at this point. Everyone's probably turning us off. Yeah, um, yeah. And I, I was I was bad too. I think I was just excited to get into Friday night's game. Yeah. I, I could have listened to some some uh post-match uh training audio thanks to Soda Soccer. I I love listening to them, but I did not get a chance to listen this week. Shame on me. But anyway, so here we are. But here we are. So like I said, changes on the left side, especially. Um yeah. obviously Franco Frangapane played in the last match came in late in that game, but actually gets a start at the left wing. And then Joseph Rosales getting a start at left back. So that was, that was kind of interesting way to shake things up. Cause I was thinking as we're maybe probably a lot of people thinking that maybe they'd slide Dotson into the left back role. We've seen them there before. So well, you could, no. they could also slid to back there, I think. Um, yes. Cause the bossy has played the right or left, I believe. Um, so yeah, there was, sure. I think, they could have done Debassi back there. Seeing Rosales back there was kind of interesting because it really then shrinks your midfield, who you can put in the midfield uh, moving forward, right? Because these are the three guys you have, and and, and, espe- and yeah, and especially knowing that um, you, you know even Ethan Bristol, he you know he is left back. I mean that's his natural normal position. I know he can mm-hmm. even play probably play left winger. I think they said if he needed to, mm-hmm. but certainly he is a left back. Could have played there. He came on late, like I mentioned earlier, but yeah, he was another candidate. So I think maybe Joseph Rosales was a surprise for me, but hey, I don't know. As it, we'll talk about it later, but that, as it turned out, uh, maybe maybe that was the right choice by Heath. And if we had listened to anything that Heath said during the middle of the week, as we all know, he wouldn't have told us, you know, it would have been a surprise until we saw it on Friday night. So all the shit, he would have told us anything. He'd be like, yeah, they all look good. Yeah. yeah. He would have left it a complete mystery, but yeah, so uh, starting 11. Good. Let's get this. Let's get this game a little bit, guys, because right off the bat, we've got. Uh, should we talk about the Bonky goal first? I mean, well, yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess I'll start. I'll, the way I would start talking about this game is, I think it started out on a fairly positive note for Minnesota. Tony, you mentioned, yeah, Minnesota. We're not hiding it. Minnesota scored first, but even prior to that goal, I think Minnesota was on the front foot. Um, just they look like the better team. I think about up until that goal and then things changed dramatically in my opinion but i thought it was a good start especially you're on the road in columbus mm-hmm. i thought minnesota got off on to a really good start remember there was they didn't have any like significant chances but there was you know the referee called for a handball in the box yes. penalty kick for minnesota and i think the ninth minute uh that was pookie who who kind of led that Yes. led to that but upon review tony on my iphone we couldn't really tell but upon review later on in the evening clearly yeah clearly it did not hit his hand in fact i think it hit his chest it might have ricocheted off his arm but yeah. proper the ref called for the penalty var 
overturned it and it was not a penalty and they made the right call. But that was just one of the things that I, I think you could talk about. That was, that was when, you know, Minnesota looked like to be attacking, they were on the counter and then, yeah, Tony, why don't we get into the goal? Boggy goal, this first yeah. goal, this is, this is amazing here. I mean, mm. this is uh, everything you want to see Reynoso with the long pass uh, to Pookie. Sets it up nicely, gets the run by Bong. I mean, come on, man. And, of course, everybody's going, well, he's offsides. It looks like he's offsides from the angle that the camera is at. But if you take it from the actual straight forward, he's not offsides. So, yeah. Great, yeah which, great... to be fair, there there was no straight forward. Yeah, there was no. There was, yeah. there was a front. There was the 18-yard view. Mm-hmm. I think that's what, what they call it. Um, that was closer to straight forward yeah um and i don't i mean i don't think he was offside but i i would say that from that angle even i don't think it was it's very close it just wasn't conclusive that he was offside it's close just just, yeah yeah, 17th minute though i don't know it's hard to pick my favorite part of school i mean is it you know i mean dotson got the ball to reynoso then reynoso's long cross field pass to pookie was incredible that was just incredible so obviously reynoso got it started with a tremendous cross field pass and then you got to credit pookie we're talking about offsides pookie timed that perfectly though kind of waited for bongi's run you know and just got it in there to what, are you shaking your head? You just I, 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 so, you can't you that, can't praise Pookie. Come on, he he's well, been terrible since he's joined this club. Okay, I well, mean he he maybe made a decent pass. I I'm mean, I'm not okay. I'm I, not I'm not I'm not taking. I, I'm just thousand. I'm just saying okay. that wasn't that's not even okay. discussable on this okay. play. At you, least you, you the can focus tell. of this the focus of this play is Reynoso's yeah. play. Okay. There, there's no, nothing fair enough. did did anything about fair this. okay fair enough I mean, i'm you, sorry we got your opinion that i i wasn't just i'm just saying what's your favorite I, part david david we got your answer yeah it, I, it's I, obviously reynoso yeah. anybody says yeah. anything other than reynoso well they're not okay. thinking straight so obviously there was three parts of the play right and i don't disagree with you david i'm just pointing there and then pookie taking that pass Timing it just perfectly, waiting for Bongi to make his run, barely off onsides, I should say. And then credit to Bongi. I mean, he, the way he chipped the goalkeeper there, that wasn't at an uh, you know, it wasn't the best angle to score, but he chipped the goalkeeper mm-hmm. back of the net. Tremendous mm-hmm. goal by, you know, it wasn't just a tap in. That was not a tap in by Bongi. That was a tremendous chip, chip the goalie there. So fantastic play all around. And yeah, David, I'm not saying that Puki was the best part of that goal. I'm just asking the question. So. I, I'm saying he doesn't even need to be discussed. I don't think <laughs> Fair he enough. did anything special. No, All right. he had A, a or had, B. Bongi's goal or Reynoso's pass. So he had, he had, he had, he had to be there to see the pass, though. <laughs> but right? I he mean, had, you could make that same. If you want to make that argument, I mean, Hassani Dawson had him. Okay, was the main key yeah. play to that whole thing. Dawson got it to Reynoso. All right, you know what? I just watch it live, and you know, I'll agree with you. Even, even if we don't agree with me, what? No, no, no. I guess what I'm saying is, I'm going to keep it. For our listeners, they, they can decide what was the best part. But I, I if I'm going to rate it, I'm going to go Reynoso. I don't know. Reynoso one, Bongi two. No, but to be <laughs> fair, the the shot by Bongi is tremendous. Is fantastic. So yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I can totally see if somebody wants to give that to Bongi. I just think um, for for Ray, his little his little stutter. Mm-hmm. To, to go behind, I don't remember who was the, the midfielder, to go behind him and then set up that long pass. 
I mean, that was that was brilliant. If he didn't do that just perfectly, it's not happening. But at yeah. the same time, Dave, as you pointed out, the the shot by Bongi was, I wouldn't say sublime, but it was very good. I mean, it was beyond it, normal, it's te- like average. Yeah. It, it, yeah, definitely way above average. It was it was a technical shot. It wasn't a tap, and it's yeah. just nice to see. You can obviously we're now at this point we're talking about his fifth goal in three games in this tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, more to come later, obviously. But yeah, he's just a man on fire right now, and it's just fantastic to watch. His confidence is clearly through the roof. You know when you can see him taking shots like that, and it's just fun, so fun to watch and see right now. So. Yeah, yeah, fantastic start though. Yeah, and that's why we're gonna have to move on. I was just saying like that. I thought Minnesota was on the right foot to start the game and then clearly to take yeah. the early take the early lead. I although I think Tony, you'll probably agree, David, I'm sure as well. The game started to turn, it seems like almost immediately after this goal. And it was yeah. It just it, it seemed like Minnesota was under constant pressure um mm-hmm. for the most part of the remainder of the first half. Like they you were know, and that that was the thing about Columbus is their um they're usually very strong in the midfield. They're they're a possession team, and they they try to overpower you in the midfield, I guess. And it, whatever happened at the beginning, like the first 18, 19 minutes, it, it just wasn't there. Like it, it was almost like they were still trying to get their their feet under them from a shorter break than we had. And it, it was just kind of – trying to wake up or something. I don't know. But it was like Bongi's goal like flipped a light switch. All of a sudden they're like, ooh, it was like a wake up call. And and they figured it out. Because Dave, I agree. I mean it was just like constant pressure from that point. It was yeah. uh they they walk up they, basically the Bongi goal poked the bear. You know the bear was hibernating yeah. a little bit. And the and, bongo kind of set everybody else off. And that's the the problem is after that the crowd gets involved. I mean, of course, it's not a packed house there because the no. Space Cup game has not it's been packed in the house. <laughs> and and people are there was some there was some comments on on Twitter or the X as they call it, saying, Hey, did they like it was it buy one seat, get like three rows yeah, might, or something like that? I think that might have like been Dan's. I think that might have been Dan's yeah. tweet as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I saw a, reta- a re- retaliation to that. I think I saw one of the uh, Columbus fans uh, retaliate and say, you should troll this guy. But yeah, no, if you're, yeah. Hey, if you're watching the broadcast, that's the first thing we, we saw watching on an iPhone. You know, we, yeah. we noticed that considerably. It was the, like the, 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 Attendance was not great. I mean, we, we we've seen we've seen better attendance, obviously, at uh, most of like uh, the venues so far in this league's cup. Obviously, the games we've seen at, at Allianz have been very full, if not sold out. So, yeah, I, I was um, going to text. You know, is there actually anything to do on Friday nights in Columbus? Like, I mean, I just don't feel like. Well, it's a it's I, a college. I, town. I think this would be the hot ticket. Right. Yeah, it's it's a college town, but it's August, so yeah. I think mm-hmm. by default, yeah, I don't know what else you're gonna do. But there was a there was a kegger out of the park somewhere, and everybody was at that kegger. So right. what happened? Um, I heard. Oh, it was a uh, I think uh, Leonard a Leonard Skinner uh, cover band was playing that night mm. in Columbus, and uh, everybody was at that potentially. Uh, I once but... uh, 
I watched a uh, Cincinnati. I was on the road like 10 years ago now to watch the Cincinnati Reds game and I uh, lost my iPhone at the stadium, had to buy a new iPhone in Columbus, downtown Columbus. So that's my mm. memory of, of Columbus. There you go. Very nice Apple store. Yes. Though, say that. That's about it. Uh, so after that goal, guys, then, of course, Columbus is on the on the attack on the attack. That leads us to the goal Columbus has Wait. in the 42nd minute. That's a bad giveaway uh, in the midfield by uh, I think it was by Dotson on that yeah. one. Um, and was, uh, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it was a giveaway because it just, I don't know. It was just, it was just a bad pass. I, I don't know. It was, it was slow. There was no pace on it. There was, you know, Columbus was around that should have done better. I, I know. I don't know how you feel about that, David, but it, it I, there had to have been a better option there. You know, I, I think I agree with you. I, I think there had to have been a better option. I think also though, I don't, I feel so bad just pinning this all on Hassani because mm-hmm. I feel like that back and forth with Boxel prior to that, I think they did two passes back and forth. Like yep. it was, I, I just feel like that could have played into it a little bit with why are you, I, first off, I hate back passes. I, I think that it, it allows the pressure of the opposition to to come up on you. Yeah. Um, and I I just don't like the fact that they did it twice. Um, and then you're right. There was nothing on that pass to Ray. Um, it's going to catch everyone off guard. It, it caught everybody. Yeah. yeah. And it, we already had. Um, Val, right, Valentine. Valentine was um, our Valentine was our. He was up. on the right side. He was way yeah. up. He he was not obviously anticipating that turnover, but he was too far yeah. up. He had no chance. It he was, ran back. He wasn't lazy. Valentine yeah. ran back, but he had no chance. Boxel, yeah. And Boxel was, you know, he wasn't going to be able to cover two players. It just it was, and it, you know, and I think that's the big thing about the back passes because you've got a, a team that our tactics are to push those fullbacks forward, and. It, Valentin is already all the way up at midfield. You can't be passing the ball back and forth. It's it's like I said, it's inviting pressure already in of itself. But two, an air pass backwards is is mm-hmm. gonna light you up because you have no defense. Like yeah. like you said, Dave, Boxy isn't gonna cover two guys. It's impossible. And yeah. so for me, I think that exchange was a problem in of itself. But you're right. I mean, Hassani made a terrible pass. It was lazy. Um, I don't know what he was trying to do. Yeah. But honestly, in terms of an option, I don't think he had one. No, I was looking at that. As I, I asked the que- I asked that question to you, and then I looked at it, and then yeah, you got. So I guess at this point, and you know, this it felt like this goal was coming. It really did. Yeah. This goal for Columbus was coming, and you got to credit Columbus here for their press. It was tremendous through the rest of that first half, like I said. And, yeah, credit Columbus for that press. And it caught Minnesota off guard, and that's just the way it is. And I don't even want to spend – I know Dane St. Clair hasn't been as sharp as we'd like to see over the last few games, but I'm not even – I don't even want to spend a minute talking about Dane on this because really, yeah, he you know, he went – the you know, the goal went near post. Could have gone far post. I just don't think Dane stood much of a chance. I, I don't want to – I'll spend 10 seconds. He okay. should have covered his near post better. Okay. And he should have come out further. That's all I'm going to say. All right. But Fair enough. beyond Fair that, enough. again, beyond that, it didn't happen unless right. mm-hmm. 
Hassani did what he did. So, but you're right. That is that is funny. I was looking at it, and you're like, "Damn it! I don't, I don't think there was a better option." No, there there wasn't, and that's why I think that's why I think you said it the best. You said it so well when you you mentioned that little back and forth that kind of created that allowed Columbus to come up and pressure Mm -hmm. that situation, and it just didn't end well, obviously. So, yeah, but again, I you know I don't have it in front of me anymore, but I think had he on that very first pass from Boxel then passed it on to either Valentin or Ray, it would have been a better option than passing it back to Boxley. I, I could be wrong about that. Somebody can correct me because I don't have it in front of me. But I, I believe that had he just moved the ball forward initially, it would have changed everything. Mm-hmm. But so, yep. Is what it is. We go into the, yep, yep. We go into the half uh, tied 1-1. Probably lucky uh, to be tied 1-1. Lucky. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Come out of the half, guys. Let's go through his next two goals quickly because we got a lot to talk about in the last, yeah. like, yeah, 20 yeah. minutes of this game. Yes, we do. Uh, yeah. Columbus scores a goal in the 51st minute. It is what it is. We're down by one. Um, right, like, three minutes later, we come back. Bongi gets his brace on a, a sweet cross from uh, Rosales oh, yes. uh, to Bongi in the box. Listener, um, yeah, listener Blake Blake pointed this out, and I don't have the exact numbers, but I mean, it, he was talking about Valentin and DJ Taylor, I believe, and and how many crosses or essentially assists from crosses that, or you know, goal scoring opportunities that those two had had. Not many, let's put it this way. Yeah. Rosales gets his first start at left left back, and all of a sudden has an assist, a beautiful mm-hmm. cross from out mm-hmm. out wide. So it was that was just fun to watch because it was just. You know, obviously Rosales is a bit more of an attacking player naturally, I suppose. But to see him do that on, you know, coming from his left back position was just fantastic. You know, and it, Dave, you're right. He he is um, naturally an attacking player because he's a left winger. Mm-hmm. And it, I think we always forget that that's where he's supposed to be. We right. always see him in midfield. Um, I mean, like defensive midfield. Um, and it, to be able to see him used in what I would say he it felt like a wingback scenario against Columbus mm. um, was really fun because he did very well. You know, Tony, you glossed over that second goal uh, by Columbus, but I wanted to point out that he did his job right on that goal. He closed mm. off that back post perfectly. It's just that everybody else failed to do their job in this, in this goal we got to see him do his thing on offense. And that was a perfect cross. It was perfect. And we did very well on crosses Friday night. Uh, We were over 50% completion on crosses, which is actually pretty, pretty good. Um, And that's just an example of one that was spot on. Yeah. And the, the, and and it was, and Bongi's run, he was in the perfect spot at that far post and, um, perfect spot. This was more of a tapping, but yes, credit results to getting the ball where it needed to be right to uh, Bongi to finish it off. And unfortunately this was the one where he came, if you remember, he came off limping, basically yes. fell to the ground, even after scoring, hopefully, and it's, well, he continued to play. So it, it's, right. it, I'm sure he took one on the shin, incredibly painful, I'm sure, but it was nice to see him basically be able to get up and continue after that. Cause that would have been. Yeah, I mean, I, w- I was immediately terrified because he was pointing so high up his leg. Mm, I was mm. like, man, that's a- I think I even texted you guys. Man, that could yep, be a break. Yep, 
because it's just that. the way it yeah. was. Um, so fantastic that nothing happened because, yeah. oof, yeah. So we're now tied 2-2. Uh, we get uh, Bristol comes in for the first time for Fragapani in the 66th minute. Uh, St. Ben comes in for Pookie in the 71st minute. And then, oh my God. <laughs> you, and Tony, remember, you didn't even see this goal live, but uh, uh, <laughs> the, this, the, the, the moment that every Minnesota United fan was dreading, <laughs> always going to be a could, possibility. This could have broken. Minnesota United Twitter X or whatever you want to call it. This could have and broken, ne- could have broken it. Nearly did. This could have I been mean- the end. This could have been pitchforks at the front office mm-hmm. that night outside Allianz Field calling for Heath's head because Christian Ramirez scores the go ahead goal in the 83rd minute. Ugh. Yeah, and kind of a, a, yeah, yeah, a breakdown in the more. back line, I guess. I don't know. This was bad. It, I, it was just, ter- I mean, credit Christian yeah. Ramirez. He 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 was an, he it was a very athletic shot, and and he he did his job well. There's no doubt about it. But yeah, for even to have for him to have that opportunity, I just kind of shake my head because, ugh, ugly. I, you know, every emotion possible washed over me. I was like, immediately, I was like, shit. And then I was like, yes, because I, I mean, I told you guys, I was like, if, if him or Molino were involved in the next goal, I was like, I was going to celebrate because I loved both of them. It was sad to see both of them go. And it was interesting because I just messaged you guys earlier today to say that today is the anniversary of them announcing Ramirez's trade or mm. sale or whatever the hell you want to call. Um, and then we had and it, a, I, a few a few days later. Sorry, we a few days later we had our emergency uh, podcast yes. to discuss that move. Yeah. yeah, and I my I the only reason I remembered that was because it came up on Facebook as a memory, and it was a post that I had made about how I was I was just upset that it was happening. Logically, it made sense. You know, all this blah, blah, blah. And that's a whole, that whole podcast was about. Mm-hmm. So when he scored, I was just like, I was elated because I never wanted him to leave. And to see him finally score against us mm-hmm. in a successful season that he has had, yeah, yeah. it just kind of felt good, which felt, did, made me feel kind of dirty. Did, oh. did you happen to see? I wish I had in front of me because I can't even paraphrase it. But did you happen to see post game? Christian Ramirez tweeted uh, after the match about you know about the game about yep. and, and he, he, he he was a shout out to Minnesota. I think and yep. Minnesota's fans. He's just a class act. There's just no he doubt is. about he it. Is, How can you, you not know? like that guy? Yeah, you know, and I saw somebody um, make a comment on X about he was hoping. Christian would do something. And I responded, I said, no, he's he's too classy to do something like that. He just is. I mean, you know, he he did his Superman thing. Yep. And I do believe he might have done the year, which made sense if he did. Yeah. Um, but you know, he was he was classy all around. He did not his his whole uh celebration was very muted. Um yeah. I mean it was just 
yeah, and like you said, Dave, he he tweeted afterwards, you know, back to Minnesota. In fact, Minnesota even responded back. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, you know, this was that was a rough one. That was that was rough because I was like, she's, you know, that's exactly Tony. You're right. That's exactly oh. the worst and, way that game could have ended. And <laughs> and at that point, we we really, I mean, it was. At this point, the game is just, I mean, for a neutral fan, this game is fantastic. Back yeah. and forth, back and forth, literally. Um, th- but, I mean, my my heart sank. And then <laughs> just for the way he did, you know, it was Christian Ramirez scoring. My heart sank. There was only seven minutes left. We knew there was going to be some su- significant uh, added time due to injury. But, yeah, Columbus nearly scores again. I think just a few, just a minute yeah. later, or a minute yeah, or two yeah. later, off mm-hmm. the off the uh, crossbar, nearly yeah. you know nearly put the dagger in, but fortunately did yeah. not because this team didn't quit. Fortunately, well, yeah, again, it could have ended the way it did. Fortunately, uh, we have a guy named Hassani Dotson who uh, scores the and, tying goal with ninety minutes left. But this was all this is all stupid shit going on in Columbus's. Well, back line and and of course, Reynoso getting involved. I was gonna, I was waiting for you to say and, Reynoso because yeah. it just you, yeah. you know we say his name too much, but we have to say his his name too much because <laughs> I mean he deserves a ton of credit. You know we so now here we are. Guess who the leading goal scorer is in this tournament, Leeds Club tournament? It's it's a long way, six goals over Messi's five. And, you know, Reynoso has some incredible stats, too. I, I, I don't have yep. them in front of me, but he he is doing tremendous in this tournament. But this is this is Reynoso just doing his magic and not giving up on it and then getting the ball perfectly to, to Dotson. And thanks, you know, it was a nice deflection, I'll say that. But still, credit, Once. credit, credit, you know, for well, yeah. Dotson to bang it on target. So Yeah, if, you know, if, and it, the whole back line, Tony, you're right. The, the whole back line, I don't know what the hell was happening there. I mean, it it looked like it looked like you, you were watching a eight year olds play. You know what it was David? You know what it was? It was It was so. It was just. It was just a circus. Yeah. It was just. And they all they all kind of gravitated toward Ray, which should make Ray feel fantastic because it. I, I almost thought Messi was playing for us because the whole team is just like, oh, we got to focus on Ray, and it and it, that's what left Dotson wide open because yeah. literally everyone was six yards from goal. It, yeah, and, the, and the, he's just in an island. It's insult to injury because I mean, it would have, could have, should have if if that you know last defender didn't deflect uh, Dotson's shot. There's a good chance the goalkeeper makes a save oh, yeah, yeah. too. Yeah, right. so it's just. And but yeah, that was I think it was in like the literally the first few seconds of of added time. Um, so <laughs> yeah, and and I think there was uh, seven minutes added. So that, yes, that, the game was not the game was not over. Columbus had another you know another opportunity or two certainly, but you know credit Minnesota for hanging on. So getting was, this game uh, to a PK shootout, which PK shootout Holy did shit. not. It had its fair share of drama, to say the least, too. So, holy yeah. cow, man! Yeah, uh, it was more like who wanted to actually win the game because exactly right. thing no one really did. Uh, we had uh, start this one out. We had uh, Hernandez get the goal uh, for Columbus. 
Yep. And he, he, got, he, he got Dane going off. You know, he, he Dane gets wrong because as we go further, I mean, and Dane, I thought Dane had a pretty good, pretty good uh, shootout. I mean, he, he guessed right. He didn't, he didn't make the save on, on several of the other early ones, but I thought he guessed right. Um, just didn't, didn't make the save did all right. But then, yeah, drama started in Minnesota's first attempt with Reynoso. Yeah. Uh, the goalkeeper clearly came off his line though, but watching mm-hmm. it real time, you can't necessarily tell, especially from the angle that you see these PKs on, but watching the replay clearly off his line. So. Yeah. You know, and it, when that happened, I looked at Sarah and uh, Sarah just rolled her eyes at me when I said this, but I was like, if you're going to come off the line mm-hmm. and save a PK, don't do it against Ray because he's going to make you pay mm-hmm. when he gets his second chance. Yeah. Because it's, it's just, you know, just don't. And uh, yeah, like I said, sorry, I think just rolled her eyes or just ignored me. Um, <laughs> well, and it, but it was like, I, I, I had to say to somebody who else was I going to say to. Um, and, and it's exactly right though. Like it wasn't a great PK from Ray. Well, it wasn't. Well, it wasn't bad, I, but it wasn't great. I just didn't I, think I'd it push, was very good. Yeah, I'd push back on that a little. I mean, goalkeeper guessed the right direction, but I think Ray put it far enough into that upper corner where he just couldn't make the save. So, I mean, clearly, no. I mean, the first one. Oh yeah, 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 one, yeah. yeah. Oh, for, absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah. So and, I, yeah, I just thought it was a very poor take. Yeah. And it, he got lucky because you know it came off the line. And Probably so didn't it's like, yeah, and it, so it's like don't give Ray a second chance because oh, okay. he's not going to blow it that second time. And he did. He yeah. was perfect. Oh, oh okay. hundred. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah, then in the second opportunity, he did not miss. He put it in the upper top right corner and just yeah. wasn't savable mm-hmm. basically. And this is where I think then after that for the next, basically, you know, that was the first, first round for the second and third round. It kind of went on schedule. Both Minnesota and Columbus made all of their opportunities. Mm-hmm. It was three, three after three. Um, and this is why it kind of meant like even in, yeah, Dane gave up, you know, a couple PKs there, but I mean, he was guessing, right. It kind of started to feel like he was getting into this and you could tell by that point, I think he knew that too. And he was, this is when he was starting to trash talk, you know, uh, or whatever you want to call it, but he, Dane does trash that. talk. He does that. You know, no. just, just what a couple weeks, just a couple matches ago against or a match ago against Shakiri. <laughs> he was, he, we, we talked about that last time. I think Tony, he was trying to get in the head of Shakiri did not work out that time, but his antics, he didn't stop. He didn't stop with those antics trying to get in the heads of the. So goes back and forth. We get to Molino. Now another opportunity for a guy to put this game away and, you know, and for Minnesota guy and he misses it. Uh, It's saved. It's saved. Yeah. Did you, did you see that? I think I, it was, I had, to, I actually ended up uh, after I left your house on Friday night, I went back and watched the, I, I didn't watch the whole replay that night, but I watched the peak, the the penalty round shootout replay. And uh, I didn't notice it when we were watching it, but he actually, Dane went, actually went up to Molino and gave him a hug. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you know, that's, yeah. that's all part of it. And I think the referee had something to say. say he did. That. Yeah, he did. <clears throat> he pushed him back and was saying something to him. So but this is the, the mind games I'm talking about. I mean, yeah, they're friendly ex teammates, but it is you know you don't see you don't see that usually in a in the middle of a PK shootout. Yeah. Well, after that happened, of course, then then it got Mender has Mender has opportunity to get it. He does it. He has uh, the post. Yeah. Uh, 
then Columbus has an opportunity. They hit the post. Uh, Bongi has a bad Come shot. Come on, Bongi. Way over, way yeah, over. Way over. Like, that, at that point, I was like, because I think was that one, well, Bongi's was for the win, I believe, at that point. I think I was yeah. going nuts. Yeah, yeah, it was. Really yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it yeah. was. So I was going nuts. I was about ready to stand up and celebrate, and then to see Bongi just sky it over the post. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was just unbelievable for Columbus and Minnesota to send like four consecutive, five. I guess it was technically five missed. Yeah. Well, no, it was four. Yeah, missed. Yeah, it, just, missed. it started getting wild. Oof. And then Minder and Bongi, though. And then Tapius sends us home, guys. Yeah. Yes. Puts it in. Left hey. a shot. And we got a stadium. We got to say it. I think even Connor, when Voxel took his opportunity, which he we which he netted by going, I guess, getting the goalkeeper to, to guess wrong. But credit to the uh, Minnesota center backs, Voxel and Tapias, for mm-hmm. for for scoring a couple of PKs, and then yeah. fun to watch Tapias uh, to win the game for Minnesota United. That was pretty fun. Did you see him hold up the little L? That was first. Yeah, that yeah. was first. That was first wife, guys. Oh, oh. Supposedly his first wife. I don't know if that's real, but that's first wife. But it is what it is, guys. We win this damn game. We beat Columbus and PKs. We're moving on in this fucking tournament that nobody wanted except for the MLS executives. Uh, so we're moving on. Hey, to be fair, I'm enjoying it. So, well, I think I think we're enjoying it. I, I just think that it's it'll be interesting to see. I don't think there's. What was the stat? Does anybody know how many Mexican uh, La Liga or Liga MX teams are left? Uh, I think I counted it, it's 32, right? So I think I counted it was well, we're in the yeah, 32 20 teams. to 12, 20 to 12. It's, I think it was It's something like that. I, I noticed on the, the, the other side of the bracket that Minnesota's on, I think there's only one yeah. uh, Liga, MX, Liga MX team left, and I think there's four or five. On yeah, the I, I think it's 20 MLS to 12 Liga MX. At the initial start of this round. At the start sure, of the 32. Yeah. Now, now yeah. in the yeah. round of 16 that we're starting tonight, of course, Miami and Dallas are going to kick off here in about 15 minutes. Yeah. But yeah, I think there's I think there's five teams left, I want to say, at most uh, for League MX. But you know, and that's I you some of the best teams are left, which you'd expect at Club Club America, Toluca, mm-hmm. um, who Minnesota will play on Tuesday night. But yeah, I, I, I think. I, I think it's tough, and Tony, we're not going to re-go over this again, but the fact that, you know, these Mexican teams have been on the road now for several weeks, and mm-hmm. it is what it is. But Well, we played Toluca on Tuesday, which is crazy, because they, I think, what is the deal? They have the most goals scored in this tournament? Well, yeah, Toluca Toluca has scored four goals in all three of their matches. They scored, they, they scored it was yeah. a 4-3 victory against Nashville in their first group. I think they won 4-1 against Colorado, in their second group stage and then the round of 32 shoot i can't remember who they knocked off but it was a four to one score line as well so they've scored 12 goals in three games <laughs> so that that is a That's little crazy. intimidating and, and then if you look at the liga mx standings unlike puebla who minnesota played in their first uh, group stage match toluca is off to a much better start obviously early early in the liga mx season but i think they have two victories to one draw played some good competition as well so we are facing um, a much, uh, on paper, a much different uh, Liga MX squad on Tuesday night than Puebla was. Toluca's actually one one and one. Oh, one one and one. Sorry. Yeah, and it, what's interesting? So I, I wanted to do a little research on them before. Um, their win was against the worst team in the league. Mm. Their draw was against a team that's slightly worse than them, and their mm. loss was to a team that was better than they are. So, 
They okay. they seem pretty middle of the road. Um, but okay. they do appear to be better than Pueblo. Um, and obviously they're scoring goals, so that says something. So we play them Tuesday. The other uh, game in our bracket. Oh, our it half. was. It was just. It was sorry. It was just. I just because I started something. It, I think it was. It was. Tony, we watched a little of this match. It was Toluca won four one against Sporting KC in the round of thirty two mm-hmm. on Friday night right. as Minnesota yeah. was playing. Yes. So we've got Toluca, the other uh, game in our half of the bracket. Uh, on our side would be Club America versus Nashville. Uh, that which is also on Tuesday. And the funny thing about that is, of course, if Club America wins and we beat Toluca. We get another home game. I think if Nashville wins, I think it'd be in Nashville, if I'm not mistaken. The Nashville win. It depends if Nashville won their uh won, won their, their division. Group. Yeah. Yeah. But um, which is let's not worry about that yet. Let's worry. Let's not worry about <laughs> that yet. But, but yeah, no, it, it is we get another is, home game. It's awesome. It's fantastic. So Minnesota has has another opportunity to host host a, a game and then obviously, you know, revenues and and I, I would be surprised. I know it is a Tuesday night. Um, probably won't work well for me, but I mean, I, I would expect a fairly full crowd at Allianz on Tuesday night for sure. And I think that's, regardless of what we think about Toluca, that's obviously, you know, you have that advantage. So, Let us go around the table, guys, and make predictions for the game against Toluca on Tuesday. Um, after seeing this team win great, uh, lose kind of shittily, and then come out this game at Columbus kind of uh I don't know how you want to call it great not great average um I'll go first I think the loons playing at home against the Luke are gonna win I think it's gonna be a high scoring game I think it's gonna be a four to three game we win four to three first game that Luke gets held under four goals uh David um, I'm going to go with the exact same result that we had on Friday. 3-3 Loons advance on PKs. Nice. Nice. Right. And there's nobody on Toluca that used to play for the Loons, right? I don't believe so. Make sure. No, we have, we're not playing Monterey yet. <laughs> so, which is a possibility. I think Monterey is still in it, I believe. Uh, and that's where Amaria plays. Am I correct? I think so. Yeah. Um, he plays it for Mazatlan. Right? Oh, Mazatlan. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Mazatlan. 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 Yeah. So I don't know if Mazatlan's still in there or not, but. Um, Dave, what about you? Um, I like I like the way you guys are thinking. I mean, if we had to go down to, you know, what basically Toluca, which is. Well, not too far outside of Mexico City, but if we had to go down there, I'd be having my doubts. But due to the fact home field advantage, Allianz Stadium, Allianz Field, sorry, um, I'm going to go with a similar result, 3-2. Three, 3-2, two. Two, oh, three, two. Three, two. yeah. Minnesota. And I, 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 I think, you know, I think this, I mean, I think Minnesota is, hey, you talk about, you know, this Minnesota has the leading goal scorer in the, you know, in a long way with six goals. Fine. The lead. Toluca is, is has scored the well, most goals in this tournament as a club, but it'll be a fun only, matchup. I think uh, Reynoso also has a leading is leading assists, I believe. 
And uh, I think also Reynoso has most something, uh, a dribbling or key, something like that. It's ridiculous. Uh, Ray has just been outstanding. Of course, bonky has been outstanding too. So yeah, we, we, we mentioned it, uh, you know, last podcast, Tony, I think this, this, if, if Minnesota had gone to Columbus and lost, this would have been a disappointing tournament considering they would have lost to Columbus, obviously, but also to Chicago, uh, disappointing. But now here we are, uh, with a victory over Columbus, get it. We get a chance to, to host Toluca at Allianz field on Tuesday. That's exciting mm-hmm. in its, of itself. And then, you know, in all likelihood, although I thought that I thought Club America would win their last game, but if, if Club America wins, it would be back-to-back, you know, games at Allianz Field against uh, mm-hmm. a Liga MX competition. Just that's yeah. – that you can't draw it up any better. I think that would be really exciting. So that's why I'm predicting 3-2-1. And, yeah, and I – my hope is, guys, that our luck continues during this League's Cup because I think it's going to help us in the next part of the season, the MLS season, when we get out of this. The longer we are in this Cup, the better we're going to be going yeah. in the last part of the season. And we'll see what happens. But I mean, if they keep winning, it, it, you still got to keep that possibility and hope of a Minnesota Miami <laughs> FC final. So let's go. Let's not talk about that. Let's not. I don't want to. I said that. actually. I think I said earlier. I don't want to get ahead of myself to the next game, but I did there twice in the last. Now, you you went way ahead at that point. You're like all the <laughs> way to the finals, dude. But I, yeah. I and I admit the odds of that happening are slim but uh, mm. why not Could why not imagine? at least at imagine? least that's the fun thing at least that mm-hmm. hope is still alive as long as the loons are still alive in this tournament so all right so that's our loons talk for the day uh before we get out of here just one quick funny story this is out of minnesota guys um and this has to do with uh stealing fish uh they said mm. koi fish yep, yep. were stolen from bloomington business uh two arrests were made a man was captured on video stealing a koi fish from Bloomington business before ultimately being arrested along with a second suspect. The burglary happened just before 11 p.m. at the Pond Company, a koi pond contractor. Uh, surveillance cameras show a 66-year-old Richfield man attempting to put the fish into a pickup truck, which is being driven by his 46-year-old companion. Uh, both were arrested, probable cause. So the fish is worth about 2500 bucks. was saved and returned to the fish store. Um my question, if you've seen the, the surveillance video. I have. I have. The dude has it, like doesn't even have any water. He's got like a sweater. No, he's literally holding it like he's this. Like I mean, he's holding it, it in his shoulder, basically. Like, it's yeah, a big, he's like a big fish. But yeah, I and then I think I mean, I don't know, but I think it went viral. This video basically went viral <laughs> because of and thanks to like the police chief of Bloomington, who kind of made a big <laughs> spiel of saying you cannot steal koi fish. Fish. Yeah. So. But I have two questions about this. One is, where's your bucket of water to put the fucking fish in? And it, two, what are you going to do with the fish when you get it? I hope like, he had a bucket of water because all you could see him doing, he was trying to like, what from what I saw, he was like carrying it up to the side of a truck or SUV and trying mm-hmm. to get it into the passenger side window. And he was really struggling with it. Imagine that a fish, what do you, what's a fish going to do yeah, out right. of water? Flop around. Yeah. But he was really struggling with that. But yeah, hope, I'm just glad. I didn't know because I I just saw that video. I didn't know that the fish was okay, but I'm I'm glad it's okay. It's I just it's a weird story because what are you gonna do with that fish when you get it? Do you have like a pond at home you want to put the koi fish in? I mean, I bet he does. He probably does, but yeah, it's a twenty five hundred dollar fish, dude. I mean, my parents have a pond in their backyard. 
they have a great freaking pond and a whole garden back there. They just have, I think it's just like regular, they're just like, they're not koi fish, they're like goldfish or some bigger goldfish in there. And it's it, they got them for free and they look fantastic, right? I couldn't imagine having a $2,500 fish in a pond. I mean, that just is, no. sounds to me like crazy talk. I mean, I know a lot of people do, a lot of people who have money do it, but come on, they're fish. You know, what's the point? Yeah. No reason to do this. Nope. And he's 60, 66 years old. He should know better. You know? But Definitely. hey, don't steal koi fish, everybody. Don't steal those fish. <laughs> now, David, you could you probably don't even have koi fish down in Florida because the alligators would freaking eat the things, right? I, yeah, I suppose. I mean, I we have a lot of that. other fish, so. Yeah, yeah. But. Um, I did see the other day, I did see a video and I was going to send this to you and I forgot to. There's a guy who created a remote control boat that looks like the head of an alligator. <laughs> and then he puts it in a, he puts it in a places where people are swimming or go on their, on the, like on their floaties and goes up behind <laughs> them and shit. I was like, David, perfect for you, dude. Get one of those. That'd be fun. I, I prefer manage. shark fin. Oh, shark fin would be great too. Yeah. yeah. Do that. Do that. Now, uh, before we get out of here, David, I want to ask you another question about Florida. Have you been to the beach lately? Um, no, actually, not since uh, we got from Memorial Day. Holy shit. Yeah. So, of course, you've heard that the water temperatures around you are pretty damn high. Yeah. Right? Um, there's That's a, why we have upper, upper 90s, whatever, yeah. uh, which is freaking nuts. I couldn't imagine going to a notion and then walking in and being like, hey, this is like not even working for me. This doesn't feel good at all. You know? Yeah. But, um, like I said, we haven't gone because in the summer, it usually is pretty hot. And it, best of my knowledge, the water mm -hmm. temperatures down here are not terribly abnormal. Okay. Um, I know there is a report yeah, I thought I saw uh, something that one down in Miami. That was 102-something. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. I was reading an article, actually, in the local newspaper um, about it, that apparently that one typically reads in that range around this time of the year uh, because it's uh, shallow water. Um, it's it's a bit um, brackish, so it's a bit mm -hmm. calm and a lot of seaweed. And so it generally and, reads warm, mm, very warm. And and that's where the young men go to take a pee, right? They all pee Correct. around that buoy. Yes, yes, yes. That's probably why. <laughs> and in happened. fact, that's probably what happened. It was. It probably yeah. registered right then. Yeah, registered right there. Um, yeah, I, I had a neighbor actually at that same time who was in the Keys, and I had texted him. I'm like, "Man, you guys, is the water down there as hot as it is in Miami?" And, and he said that it was. It seemed like it was about probably close to that. Mm -hmm. Um. The water by us at Fort Myers Beach has been like 98, 99, which is pretty normal that for this warm. time of year. Um, I mean, it's, though they did, I should say, they did adjust our hurricane forecast. Um, oh, really? As a bit higher risk because mm. the water is so warm. Yes. Yeah, I've heard but, yes. And that's exactly the issue that came up last year is it was very quiet start to the season. And mm -hmm. then 
the water was very warm in August. And then, of course, Ian is it, hit. Is it, I, and so I now just, they've kind of adjusted their forecasting. Inter yeah, interesting feedback hearing that the water temperature is at least typically <clears throat> close to that range. But yeah, I just wonder yeah. what, say, if you're up on the Gold Coast in Portland, <laughs> I just wonder what the water temperature is like that. Because I don't care what month it is, August or whatnot, you step in that water on, on the Pacific, North Pacific, and it is. Yeah, it is you know, and I think... Um, I think also even um, trying to think of what it's called the the elbow um, of flora, it's or the mm -hmm. armpit actually I should say. Um, I think it's called the nature coast or something like that. Um, mm -hmm. That area should be cooler. I don't know what the water's like, but as you get further up the coast, even it gets it gets cooler. Down by us, it's always in the upper ninety. I mean, even in June, it's in the upper in the, at least in the mid 90s so um it's not i don't know i know i know that i saw a couple articles that were outrageously sensationalizing that miami water temperature reading it was like nbc and something else and then i was like well man that seems really hot so then i looked and i found an article in our local paper or online paper mm -hmm. um and then i found one for the miami herald or whatever it's called um and yeah they were both saying it's that's very normal that, um, sure sure but it's still yeah like i said we have not gone to the beach all summer because that's precisely why we went a couple times last year it was terrible it was awful yeah. um so we just haven't gone this year so i wish i wish it could get a little higher at my my cabin up north my my family cabin up north because that water you can't get into usually until about um the end of july and then you have like about a two-week period where it's actually really nice. Then it cools down again. So you have like two weeks to get in the water uh, before it drops down to like in the 50s and 60s. It's well, that, that reminds it's... me. That reminds me. As a kid, we would go up to a Bayfield, Wisconsin, and camp. Mm -hmm. Yep. And it, you know, it, the campgrounds was right on Lake Superior, and they had a beach. And I remember, I mean, we would start camping. We'd go there almost every other week, starting the first of June. And I remember thinking, why in the world would anyone ever want to swim in this water? And, you know, they had the buoys out, like, don't go beyond this point. And it's like no one in their right mind that goes into Lake Superior beyond knee depth until August. Because it's it's freezing, even in August, it's freezing. cold. Freezing, yeah, it is. It also depends on how much... Uh... Uh, ice cover they get during the winter time like this year's ice cover wasn't that great so they're saying that the temperatures of lake spear have actually been pretty pretty high this year so there's a lot of people swimming doing stuff so which is great um but yeah you're right i would never go into lake superior in like june or early july and be like yeah that's a little too cold for me thanks Bye. yeah so that was your uh uh ocean weather report by david sterling uh <laughs> new to the podcast um anything you guys want to talk about before we get out of here any other stuff i think Briefly. we covered it all in my covered all yeah. all right game yeah. on tuesday against toluca yeah. at alliance field we'll be watching um hopefully for a win but uh yeah myself tony for dave and david we'll talk to you guys next week go, go loons, go loons. <laughs>